This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, May 27th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. We're here on another Friday morning for another live broadcast here. Uh have the live chat going, and uh, going to be looking at a lot of stuff for for this Friday. Uh, lots oh, yeah. of games, as usual. Um, plenty to pick from. There's this day game going on. Uh, Adam Morgan and John Lester at Wrigley. Like the day game, but doesn't really fit our DFS slate. We'll be ignoring that. But we got 14 other contests to pick from tonight. And uh, Brad, did you have any initial reactions to what we're looking at for today? Just a lot of different ways to go about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of picks, some exciting stuff going on. We also have the live chat going on here um, on the page, so if you are following along live, we'd uh, like to hear from you if you have any questions, any input, things you agree or disagree with, or just uh, maybe things we missed. Uh, it's good to hear from you. So you can chat alongside us uh, for this live recording. If you're listening in the future, obviously uh, can't participate with that, but... um. Uh, Brad is also running a Daily Grind Invitational today, as he does most days. So if you want to play DFS alongside as well, there's a link for that. Um, looks like it's on FanDuel today. Uh, but join in, and uh, as I always say, Brad's showing you his cards a little bit on where he's going to go. Uh, hopefully not all of them, but kind of get an idea and, and try and play. Uh, Brad, how have those been going so far? Uh, the contests are going pretty well. I would like to say that I've won more of them, but... Uh, it feels only fair that my, my readers are getting the better of me more often than not. <laughs> sure, sure. So yeah, that uh, that link is uh, on the page. Also, follow Brad on Twitter at BaseballA-Team. He's tweeting those out all the time. Uh, and that's a good kind of Rotographs community thing. They can play with other listeners yeah. uh, and join on DFS stuff. So it, It's interesting looking at the ownership rates in those leagues. They do not match like the large GPPs and mm-hmm. other league types that are kind of a a similar type of style. Sure. Uh, obviously, our readers have a, a much different take to the approach and uh, how to go about it. Sure. Do you feel like you personally influence those a lot? Like, obviously, the people playing definitely. are the ones. There, there's, there's definitely some anchoring going on mm-hmm. uh, to the guys that I'm writing about, either because we have similar processes and just brings us to the same places, or that. that Readers are actually followed by advice. And yeah, <laughs> for better or worse. We're just setting but... up with the same, sure. <laughs> same yeah. ideas. In those small like, contests. Like yesterday, Matt Whistler was 70% owned. Sure, yeah, we liked him too. Uh, are you coming around on Matt Whistler a little bit? It was a pretty small slate. No, it, it, was, a, it was the matchup more than anything. It yeah. was just a, a good matchup for him. Slate was small. Uh, it was pretty, he was pretty much... Just, there wasn't a good pitcher. You know? No, there, it was, those guys were someone you had to use. It was and tough. He was cheaper than the others. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, I had to admit that I've come around on him a little bit. Uh, I don't love him, but I used to hate him, and now he's... Yeah, I, I, I do. I don't think he's like an auto target anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say I've come around that far, but he's still someone I expect a mid four ERA out of. He's just not being destroyed by lefties anymore, and that's at least a big step in the right direction. I'm not saying he's great, but he doesn't have the crazy weakness anymore. And so that's a right. that's a difference. That's a that's a big difference. So warming up to Matt Whistler. Um Alright, let's go ahead and uh get started here for Friday, the twenty seventh. Again, like we said, tons of options, a lot of places to go. Fourteen games to pick from. 
Um, let's start at catcher. Brad, who's jumping off the page to you at catcher? Um, I, I, I would just get it all the way first. Buster Posey gets Tyler Chatwood. That's the obvious one. Yes. If you want, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's not a lot of analysis to that, though. It's in cores. Um, I think we can get more creative than that, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think the most obvious one beyond Posey is going to be going to Castillo mm-hmm. uh, up against a very exploitable lefty, Christian Friedrich, today. This game's in Arizona, uh, so it's a good place to hit. We know Castillo kills lefties, just mm-hmm. destroys them. Probably back cleanup or uh, fifth. Uh, depends on the day with them. Uh, they tend to shuffle their lineup a little bit. Uh, but you know, based, based on where he's batting in that lineup, he's going to have RBI opportunities. He's going to have a good initial matchup. Uh, he's been in a little bit of a slump, but that might scare a few people away. But I, I expect a very large ownership rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Posey with the course field. Uh, Trevor Brown might get in the game, too, because Brandon Belt is a little banged up. And I don't know if they're going to want to go to Belt again uh, with the uh, rolled ankle. Mm-hmm. So Trevor Brown's in there. He's got a, a solid power bat for a backup catcher, and yeah. he's much cheaper. Uh, still going to benefit from Coors Field, mm-hmm. and uh, twenty nine hundred on Fanduel for him. Yeah, Matt and I like to mention him when he might get in. You know, in terms right. of a backup catcher with a bat, it's not bad, and it's a good lineup to be in, and it's Coors Field. So, yeah, yeah. if it's a Trevor Brown day, it's not bad at all. Uh, I wrote down your boy Francisco Cervelli getting Cole Hamels. Mm-hmm. Cole Hamels is a pretty good pitcher, but have you seen what Cervelli's doing against lefties this year? Uh, yeah, he's having a season. <laughs> I wrote it down. He's struggled a little bit against righties, still getting on base okay, but against left-handed pitchers, not a huge sample size. 385, 484, and then 383. So no power, but getting on base literally almost half the time. Um, it's 31 plate appearances. Don't read into it a lot, but he's also been good against lefties in his career. So, uh, Francisco Cervelli getting Cole Hamels. I'm not scared away from a number of these pirates getting Cole Hamels. Um, could be another good on base high floor guy there for sure. Um, do you like Jonathan Lucroy getting John Lamb? Uh, he is not hitting yeah. lefties at all this year, but he has in the past, and you're probably not intimidated by John Lamb, right? No, I'm not intimidated by John Lamb, and I'm not worried about the splits not showing up for Luke Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he has somehow devolved from being a platoon masher, he's still going to have even splits at the very worst. Mm-hmm. And you, you got a nice park for Power Miller Park. Uh, he's hitting well in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like he's having a bad season. He's mostly rebounded to his past form. Uh barely off of Buster Posey's pace in terms of production. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's a good matchup. You got the Reds bullpen. You have John yeah. Lamb on the front end of that, who doesn't look like he did last year. Uh, two miles per hour off his fastball. The breaking stuff's not as good. The command isn't there. Uh, it's a plus matchup all the way around. Yeah, even if you don't like him against lefties, which we're fine with, uh, he'll get half the game against the Reds bullpen. He'll be fine if you want to go loop right. Uh, I had two more names uh, real quick. Jason Castro gets Matt Shoemaker. Jason Castro can't hit lefties at all, but good news, Matt Shoemaker's right-handed and not very good at pitching, at least not right now. Uh, so, And Jason Castro started real slow, but he's turned it around. He's seated up against righties, so I think he'll be just fine in that matchup. I'm not worried about that. And then my cheap play, other than uh, I like Trevor Brown, um, Tyler Flowers had a homer uh, on Thursday, and he hits lefties better. He gets Adam Conley. You're digging real deep here uh, when you're going with Tyler Flowers, but one of the 
few skills he has is hitting lefties, and Adam Conley has been good at times, but he's not a stay away from me. So if if you want to get real sneaky, get real creative, I don't think you're crazy to punt at catcher and go with Tyler Flowers. Wouldn't be excited about it. I wouldn't be throwing a parade, but I think it's an option if you if you want to go real cheap and not obvious. Uh, Brad, did you have any other catchers that we missed? Yeah, Chris Iannetta is getting a lefty, and that's mm-hmm. always a good time to pull out Chris Iannetta. Sure. Uh, he's 2100 on FanDuel, so ultra cheap. Uh, games in Seattle, so not really a great park for power. Uh, but Pat Dean should be quite exploitable. Uh, not really much of a pitcher. Uh, barely a swing man is how I described him earlier today. Yeah. And then uh, the Twins' bullpen is not really better than the Reds' bullpen. <laughs> not, not much. Not much, yeah. They're probably thankful for the Reds' bullpen right now that the attention is off of them because they've been, <laughs> they've been not good. Uh, yeah, but there, there's definitely more talent there. Uh, you got guys who can get through innings as opposed to the Reds where it's kind of a miracle when they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's still an ugly group. We'll be picking Mariners today, and I think Ionetta is totally an option against lefties, for sure. Um, okay, do you want to get us uh, rolling at first base? As usual, there's a million places to go. Uh, but who who looks actually uh, like a particularly special pick for you at first base? I'm sticking with Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. He's eventually going to have a big game. You know, got you. His, his price is pretty affordable these days. He's 4000 on FanDuel. There's been times when he's been 6000 on FanDuel. So mm-hmm. in terms of his talent level and what he costs, he's affordable. He usually gets on base in some way, so he's got a very high floor. Mm-hmm. And then one of these times he's going to hit two home runs. He's got a nice matchup today. Yeah. Uh, and it's in Arizona. It's a good place to hit. Padres' bullpen isn't scary. They're not, you know, exploitable either. But there's a group that you can go after and sort sure. of some runs even when the starters out. And that the lineup should do pretty well today against Reader, top to bottom. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's a, a very exploitable matchup. I agree with you. You're with Goldschmidt. You're like, come on, like you're better than this. You know, <laughs> uh, he hasn't been bad but you, you just you expect more especially if you you know put a top three pick on him but yeah. so the price is I haven't I haven't checked in recently but a couple of weeks ago I was complaining about Paul Goldschmidt in my auto new league uh, mm-hmm. which has a uh, it's the Fangraphs point scoring uh, so it's a little bit unique in terms of fantasy scoring mm-hmm. but I was complaining because he's way up below what I expected from him and then I also looked at the first base performance and he was the top performing first baseman <laughs> yeah he's still number one you're like okay yeah speaking of which uh i wrote down joy Votto getting zach davies you know which is a great matchup but you're like he's been really disappointing like and if the power is not there like yeah. what, what do you do with joey Votto and dfs i mean again zach davies that's a dream matchup but are you even interested I, i'm definitely interested it's Another situation where he he's going to hit at some point. Mm-hmm. He he's too talented. I ha- I can't find a reason why he would just suddenly disappear as a hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, still drawing walks, uh, so at least you have a floor to work with. He's also become relatively cheap, so there's that too. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't get too excited about him these days until I see a little bit. Yeah, but see going with a red stack, it's not going to be that popular, even though it's a high quality matchup. Yeah, getting Zach Davies, that's exploitable for sure, but then you got to kind of farm through the the Reds lineup to try and find somebody. The the problem for me with Joey Votto just that it's first base, and I want to get some pop there. I want to get something, you know, some something I'm more excited about. It's hard to take, you know, a couple walks at first base and not much else. 
Um, that's why, like, I got guys, like, on the opposite side of that. Chris Carter gets, you know, John Lamb gets the yeah, Reds bullpen. Like uh, Chris Carter is a guy I keep talking about this year. Very volatile, could easily give you a zero. It's a GPP play. Um, but he has relatively even splits. He's not worried about the lefty, uh, which is a platoon advantage, but he also can hit righties when he gets that red bullpen, uh, into the game. So Chris Carter is as good a matchup as you're about going to get from this year. Uh, should be just fun. And John Lamb's not getting strikeouts, so you don't have to worry as much about his whiftastic ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, definitely a lower floor could give you a zero, but I think that's way more exciting than Joey Votto. Um, I have Justin Borg and Williams Perez. Williams Perez has his weird successful moments, but you're not that scared of him, right? Obviously, he doesn't strike no, anybody no. out. Uh, Justin Borg should guy be... I'll go after any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Justin Borg should be fine there with a platoon advantage. Um, Eric Hosmer seems like the lone bright spot in that Royals lineup <laughs> nowadays, which is too bad. Uh, but he's been great. He's been fantastic. So him getting Miguel Gonzalez, uh, I assume you're fine with that as well. Definitely fine with that. Uh, the one issue is it's looking like a postponement risk again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just getting a ton of rain in KC right now. Yeah, they got rained out on Thursday, so you got to keep an eye on that. Um, watch your lineups as it gets closer. But, I mean, with that in mind, there's so many options at first base. You know, if it seems questionable at all, go ahead and, I personally, I, I would play it safer. Um, who else do you like at first base? Uh, as always, there's a ton of options. I like Chris Davis today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... Got the Indians, uh, Trevor Bauer, I believe. Yeah, I have Trevor Bauer. I, I didn't write it down for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, Trevor Bauer. I, I think it's a good matchup. Uh, Bauer's not someone who lasts very deep right now, and so Davis will get a couple shots at him, get into the softer part of the Indians bullpen, and then it's also a good park for left-handed power. Even though you don't really think of progressive field as a place for hitters, uh, lefties do hit a lot of home runs there. Yeah. So, the matchup is, and then going way, way down into the bargain bin, if you're trying to figure out how to get a, uh, like a Max Scherzer lineup working, uh, mm-hmm. Deho Lee should yes. be starting. Yeah. That usually has a prominent spot in the Mariners lineup, and he's hit well enough against righties, I'm not too concerned he'll be subbed for Adam Lind later in the game. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to get the matchup against the lefty, Pat Dean, and you'll probably still get to see him hit righties later in the game. Yeah, again, it's it's not a lot of sample if you're splitting up righty and lefty this early in the this early in the year. He's been better against righties so far this year, but that doesn't make me think that he can't handle lefties. He's, just he's that well he can both too. Yeah, can hit righties. So that's, that's the key. Is he's had he's had power against both. The only real negative it looks like. The profile reads as something that could become overexposed with more playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's strikeouts. There's not a lot of walks. Uh, it, it's a small sample, so we can't really say this is who he is, and nor can we say that he's going to hit continue hitting six home runs for 68 plate appearances or sure. whatever it is he has. <laughs> but he, he's got pop. And it's a good matchup for him today. He, he could get exploited. I don't think it's going to happen on Friday against Pat Dean and the Twins bullpen. I, I'm fine with that matchup, too. The important part, he's going to start. So I had that written down, too. I like that a lot. Um, one of my favorite ones on Friday might be if you want to spend Miguel Cabrera getting Sean Manaya. I think we're going to be listening Tigers all day. Sean Manaya has talent. I think he can be okay one day, but not getting it done in the major leagues right now. He's left-handed. The A's team is kind of a mess right now. And 
Miggy in the last month or so has kind of remembered that he's Miguel Cabrera and is hitting real well. And he can certainly handle lefties. So I'm going to pick a lot of Tigers today, and I think Miguel Cabrera might be one of those uh, first basemen to spend on if you want to spend money at first base. Um, the only other names I had worth mentioning, Mike Napoli or uh, Carlos Santana getting Mike Wright of the Orioles. The Orioles bullpen is good, but I'm sure you're not worried about Mike Wright starting that game. No. Yeah. Definitely not worried about Mike Wright. You do make a good point about the bullpen, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Orioles and the Yankees are two teams I tend to see stacks that I really like, and my eyes light up, and then I start thinking about the later innings. Right. And I go, oh, maybe I don't want this stack after all. Yeah. So, there are options, but there are other places to go. Any other first baseman for you we didn't mention? I think that about covers it. Cool. All right. Uh, on the second base, I had plenty of places to go there, too. Where are you thinking you're starting at second base? Well, I, I do like to try to think outside the box sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about this past episodes. People get very caught up in platoon splits, especially when it's a lefty on lefty. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I actually like Robinson Cano tonight. Uh, sure. He's the most expensive second baseman on FanDuel at 4400 He's got a lefty in Pat Dean, so people are going to be shying away from him for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a very low ownership rate with still an extremely high ceiling. And obviously it's going to cost you, but it's not anything ridiculous based on what he's putting up this season. Yeah. Wise. And the lefty-on-lefty thing, realistically, let's say he gets four, maybe five at-bats, depending on how they do against the Twins. At most, half of them are going to be Pat Dean, you'd think. Right. Maybe three of the five. Like So, yeah, the matchup's bad for half of them. But, one, it's not bad because Pat Dean's not that good. And, two, the Twins' bullpen's so bad. No, I agree. I would not be scared of that matchup for him. Uh, it, it, yeah. The scary part's the yeah. price, not the matchup. Right. Yeah. I see him as a potential to be the top-performing second baseman uh, with some likelihood to it and a low ownership rate. That's what sure. I'm hoping for out of that. Sure. Where else do you think I'm going? Uh, there's Jose Altuve against Matt Shoemaker. Altuve's price has come down in FanDuel. It's 3900 mm-hmm. uh, It's quite affordable. You can find a way to get him into most lineups. Even a Max Scherzer lineup could probably work around Altuve. Yeah. And with Shoemaker there, you got opportunities for multiple hits, power, if he's still swinging that hot stick, yeah. and stolen bases. Yeah, Altuve prefers lefties, but I'm not worried about it when it's Matt Shoemaker at all. No, no it's, it's not a concern with Shoemaker. And then the Angels' bullpen isn't very intimidating either. No. Um, I wrote Jason Kipnis getting Mike Wright. I think that's a lefty and righty thing that's fine again. But it, but that Orioles' bullpen makes me at least think twice. Um, I'm going back to Tiger Stack. Ian Kinsler's murdering lefties this year. Gets Sean Manaya. He's murdering everything. <laughs> He's murdering everything. That's, yeah, when they get through Sean Manaya and they get the A's bullpen, it's not like I'm worried about him against righties. Uh, I like the leadoff guy in a stack that I really like. I think the Tigers bullpen, the Tigers lineup full of righties is going to pound on Sean Manaya. Uh, I like having the leadoff guy as part of that. So if, if I can afford it, uh, Ian Kinsler there getting Sean Manaya is maybe my favorite second baseman of the day. I just could see plenty of run scoring going on there. Yeah. Um, how about uh, you find with Derek Dietrich getting Williams Perez, I suppose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're uh, they're getting him in that lineup. They have holes in their outfield right now. core producer. Yeah, he'll be okay. Um, again, we can start with, uh, you can always go to Colorado in this matchup. Matt Kane at Tyler Chatwood means hitters galore. Um, I'm usually not a Joe Panic guy, but a contact hitter in cores means good things for me. Putting the ball in play in cores oh, yeah. uh, 
he'll be fine there if you want Joe Panic. And then if you want DJ LeMahieu against Matt Cain, Matt Cain's been bad enough. You know, you can just pick a body against him. I, I think that's also fine. If you want to get real cheap again, I'm having fun every once in a while picking uh, these guys in the Braves lineup just because nobody's going to do it. But Gordon Beckham has, I believe, one homer. Uh, he gets a lefty in Adam Conley. You're really, this is a GPP play. This is trying to pick somebody nobody else has, but he can hit lefties, just like Tyler Flowers, just like uh, Jeff Francoeur. Like, there are a few of these Braves guys who have a little bit of pop against lefties. Uh, nobody else is going to have Gordon Beckham. If you want to get really clever and play in one of your really big stacks, uh, you can try that against Adam Conley. Um, I'm not saying it's by any means my favorite. It's just an option that, that not many people have, and I, I can see it. If you squint hard enough, I can see it. Um, who are your cheap plays at second base today? I like Brandon Phillips. I would mention Zach Davies being someone you can go after with a red stack mm-hmm. and might not be too popular. Phillips bats clean up. He's a below-average hitter with a really good role, and yeah. he doesn't cost much. Yep. Uh, so not exciting at all, but you, you got the right situation with him. You got a good park for him, and hopefully he'll produce some runs. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that for sure. Anybody else for you? Uh, Devin Travis still very cheap on FanDuel, 2200. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone one for four both his first two games. It's uh, Joe Kelly tonight. So it's a guy that can be hit. Yeah, uh, he, he he had a very good return last yeah, week. So I was going to ask. Maybe about... maybe we're seeing good Joe Kelly. It, it's hard to get a read on him. He's all over the place. I was going to ask about that matchup in that game for you. It's Joe Kelly in Toronto against Aaron Sanchez. Both guys with a little bit of upside and are interesting, but also two really terrifying lineups. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to pick either. We'll get the pitchers, and I don't think we'll really want to go with either of those guys, I assume. Too many options. Yeah, those, are, those are two massively high-variance right. pitchers tonight. Very high-variance pitchers, but also kind of decent enough that I'm worried about hitters. I mean, I you can yeah. pick Blue Jays against Joe Kelly, but he looked real darn good last, last time out, so... Uh, Again, in these stacks this big, we might avoid. But um, Devin Travis, I agree, that price is going to go up. And while it's still low, uh, before you know everybody's realized that he's pretty good in that lineup, uh, I, I think that's an option for sure. Um, I wrote Josh Harrison getting Cole Hamels. There will be a lot of these uh, Pirates guys, especially the infielders. And I think if you want to do a Pirate stack against Hamels, he's pretty good. That could bust on you. But um, I think you could go there. Brett Lara gets Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy's looked good trying to extend back into a starter, but he has had issues in the past, and I could see uh, those guys that hit lefties doing okay, including Brett Laurie. And then my last guy, uh, Gene Segura's back after getting hit in the noggin, and uh, he's been doing well for the D-backs. And if you have a D-back stack against Christian Friedrich, don't know why not, uh, that's a platoon advantage for him. And he's often high in that lineup, and maybe Paul Goldschmidt will have somebody to drive in. Uh, but Gene Segura could be fine if you believe in him. Um, so plenty of options at second base. Anybody else for you that we left behind? No. I think we got them all. <laughs> okay. Uh, where do you think you're going at third base? Uh, I like Nick Castellanos a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stack that you've been all over, the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a good price still on FanDuel, 3400 uh, I don't really know how he's 3,400 with this matchup and yeah. the way he's been playing. Yeah. Uh, I think he's almost a must-play at that price. Yeah. Uh, there, he... There's obviously other options, uh, Nolan Arenado on the expensive end, and yeah. Matt Duffy, a cheaper alternative at Coors Field. Yeah. Now, those are the big plays to me. Uh, you got Coors Field, and you got 
under Castellanos. Yeah, Castellanos in his career has preferred lefties a little bit, uh, like Sean Manaya. This year he's pounding righties. This year he's hitting everything. Just I, what yeah. The, yeah, this price just go. You know the A's bullpen has been okay. You know I think Castellanos is gonna be fine. I agree. Um, if you want to stay expensive, Manny Machado gets Trevor Bauer. It might be a shortstop for you, but either way, I think that's fine. Um, you like Martin Prado getting Williams Perez? Ish. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's... yeah. It's a good matchup for Martin Prado, and as you talked about before with Gordon Beckham, sometimes it's good to get guys like Prado who just people are, people don't pick Prado. Yeah. Uh, like if you're you're building a solo lineup, you're looking for sexier options yeah. and. People who are picking Prado or those who are using a, uh, a simulator of some kind to do their picks. Yeah. Um, I have Adrian Beltre getting John Neese because he lo- has always loved to hit lefties and is still hitting lefties, and John Neese has not been that great. <laughs> I think Adrian Beltre will be just fine there. Um, same with Todd Frazier getting Danny Duffy. Again, these White Sox have some righties that can hit lefties. Danny Duffy has had great control this year, but they are stretching him out, and he might go deeper and deeper into games, which could mean more issues. Um, so I think Todd Frazier would be just fine there. Um, my last name is another Pirates infielder, Zhang Ogung, getting Cole Hamels. Uh, he's been awesome since he's been back. Uh, that's the platoon event for him. He likes to hit lefties, if you believe there. I think he's also totally an option. Um, those are all my third basemen. Did you have anybody else? I have one. I'm resurrecting a guy that we've thrown into the garbage bin. Okay. It's Luis Valbuena. Has yes. homered in three straight games. Yes. Yes, he yes. Seems to be alive again. He yeah. has Matt Shoemaker, a fly ball, homer prone pitcher. That's a great uh, one. It's, I... it's matchups there. <laughs> if Valbuena's alive again, he's got a pretty good shot at a home run. Don't tell Matt that I forgot Luis Valbuena because I'm embarrassed because <laughs> that's one of our guys and I agree. Yeah, you're, he's. Showing signs of life. We were saying that through April because we picked him earlier in the season and he didn't do anything. So by the end of April, we we're like, all right, we'll wait till he wakes up. Well, you're three homers in a row. He, he's he's awake. He's good to go. Uh, yeah, he he just needed to be challenged by a promotion to Colin Moran who's <laughs> not done anything. No. So uh, it's, uh, <laughs> now he gets Matt Shoemaker. What a good line. Yeah, that's a great matchup. A plus there. Yeah. Big thumbs up from me. I agree. <laughs> Valbuena is totally an option. Um, okay, on the shortstop, I said Machado, if he's for you uh, in, in your format, um, he gets Bauer, that's fine. Uh, you can, of course, go to Coors Field, you get Brandon Crawford getting Tyler Chatwood, or Trevor Story against Matt Cain. Goodness, Matt Cain's been bad. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> just fine. Trevor Story is obviously not keeping up the pace he started with, but is still plenty powerful. Still hits home runs, still hits doubles. Yeah, still going to uh, be fine. Our homer yesterday. Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> fine. Uh, off Clay Buckholz. We'll, we'll get the 30 home runs by the time it's all done. Yeah, so that's the obvious place to go at shortstop. If you're digging a little bit deeper, what are you thinking at shortstop? Uh, not exactly deeper, but Carlos Correa also has Matt yes. Shoemaker. Yes. That's uh, another easy one. Correa hasn't been what he was last year, but he's still a good shortstop uh, yeah. when it comes to hitting. Yeah. Uh, not so much on the defensive side, but I uh, good hitting Last year he was better against lefties. This year he hasn't hit lefties at all. Um, Matt Shoemaker's right-handed, so it doesn't matter today. And I think he's going to be fine. I'm not worried about that. But, uh, yeah, he's been a little bit down. I just had to go check again. This is gonna, I'm going to be doing it all year. Carlos Correa, seven homers. Eugenio Suarez, nine homers. My prediction, <laughs> my bold prediction earlier in the year. Uh, yes. the, I really thought that was the one that was going to embarrass me the hardest. 
right now, so far, my prediction for uh, Ben Revere having more steals than the Mets might be more of an issue. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, that's Kowski. a good prediction. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, and then like first day he gets hurt and is out for a month. I'm like, well, now there the goes sucks. But uh, I mean, the Mets aren't exactly burning up the base pads either. But anyway, um, yeah, Carlos Correa gets Matt Shoemaker, gonna be totally fine. Um, same with Francisco Lindor getting Mike Wright. There's the asterisk of the Orioles bullpen, but Francisco Lindor has been about what people could have hoped for. I mean, obviously he's not showing off incredible power, but nobody really expected that. He's getting on base. He's doing just fine. Um, so Lindor, definitely an option. My only other name I had at shortstop, um, I love, uh, my boy Jonathan VR. It's also been good. OPS over 800, and he's showing power against lefties. He only has two homers this year, but they've both come off lefties. And he gets John Lamb. Um, he's hitting 362, 474, 574 against lefties. Small sample size, but he can do it. He's a switch hitter. He gets John Lamb. And then when John Lamb comes out, he gets the Reds bullpen. So Jonathan Villar has just been an option that shortstop all year. Uh, he runs some. He's They yeah. bat him higher in that lineup. Not a stud. Not Carlos Correa ceiling or anything, but like totally a play on Friday, right? Yeah, and you could run on Tucker Barnhart too, so you're gonna see VR trying to take a base or two. Yeah, uh, before it's all said and done. Yeah, uh, it's the only I think downside that I'll say I see here is the price has finally caught up to his performance. Sure, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It'll actually keep uh, people off of him a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, give you a little more. Uh, breathing room in terms of ownership rate but it also means it'll cost you more do you feel this weird bittersweet pride when one of your sleepers does really well and you're like yeah my guy and then you like watch him you're like so, now i can't afford the, him anymore the, the, it's really funny like last year i was big into odabel herrera before mm-hmm. the season started like in january in our dynasty draft i took him with the very last pick the 900th player mm-hmm. selected with odabel herrera and he comes out, has a decent start to the season. Everyone's talking like it's a must-own mixed-league pick. And I'm like, well, I don't know. You guys are going a little far with this. Sure. <laughs> I, I was first on the bandwagon, but you guys have you're, – you're pulling it too quickly now. <laughs> I, you need to calm down. I wonder if there's, like, reverse sleeper bias in that way because I've had that as well. It, it's It's got to be a form of anchoring effect. Even yeah. though you were out in front of getting the prediction, you're – Prediction was still less than what the yeah you see it do this weird thing where you're like yeah. I had him over here and then he goes this way the one that sticks out to me I loved I I got Robinson Cano not not a sleeper but I had him before his big breakout uh one year when like he went from being like a fourth or fifth rounder to like a first or second rounder so I loved him that year and I was like yeah I got him like he's been a stud for me this year and then the next year people are like first second round pick and I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. like I like them <laughs> in the fourth or fifth but like I don't know you know and and so yeah I think anchoring no profit here. <laughs> yeah exactly all the profit on liking him as a sleeper is gone um but anyway back to VR I think he's still even though the price has gone up I think he's he can deliver um yeah, that, yeah. so that was all the shortstops for me a lot of options did you have shortstops I didn't list uh, I, I think you can consider Corey Seager as someone who has a lot of talent and shouldn't be too popular against the Mets tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob DeGrom's not really top form. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's missing some velocity and gets hit sometimes. Not every time. He's still got enough stuff to get through outings, but mm-hmm. uh, not all of them. Yeah. And I think the Dodgers are going to give him a tough matchup tonight. Uh, Seager might be a big part of any uh, exploit. 
And yeah. then I also like Nick Ahmed as a very cheap option. Sure. Sometimes Pets lead off against lefties. That's really what you're looking for. He's definitely a glove first guy, but if he has shown any proficiency at the plate in the past, it's been against yeah. lefties. He, yeah. He's got something like a 88 WRC plus against lefties, which mm-hmm. is still below average, but not terrible. <laughs> he's better than what he does against righties. We've seen him hit lefties before. I agree. You know, and at shortstop, looking for a, a punt that you're hoping that can run into one, like that's that's a totally an option, definitely. Um, okay, anybody else for you at shortstop? That's that's all of them. <laughs> okay, onto the outfield. Tons of options. Let's just check off uh, Rockies outfielders against Matt Cain. Go nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Pick anybody you want. Uh, even yeah. the Giants outfielders that you like, yeah, anybody you like getting Tyler Chatwood, sure. It's Coors Field, it's obvious, there's nothing wrong with it. We're not poo-pooing it, we just don't need to uh, analyze it. It's just thumbs up, go nuts. Um, what are you thinking after that, though? If you want to get the those obvious ones out of the way, what are you thinking in the outfield? Well, I have to imagine Nelson Cruz is going to be owned by everybody mm-hmm. uh, against Pat Dean. Yes. Uh, the cheaper end of that spectrum, Franklin Gutierrez. Yes. Also should be pretty popular. Yep. I mentioned David Lee will probably get to play the full game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gutierrez may not. He has not really hit righties at all this season. Yeah, And I don't really think that's an issue long term. But right now he's got like a 46% strikeout rate against righties and something like 30-some plate appearances. It's problematic. Yeah. So I, I could, if the game's close at all, you can see Seth Smith coming into the game somewhere in the fifth or sixth inning. Mm-hmm. But I agree that I like him. He's one of those guys like VR that we talked about, I believe, on the first episode of the year of who we thought could be fun sleepers and good matchups yeah. this year. And... He, he's still killing lefties. You know, yeah. His season numbers, uh, the overall line doesn't look very good, but if you dig a little deeper, he's mashing the ball. Yep. He's hitting everything hard. Yep. No, I like that for sure. Um, similarly, kind of very different name, but kind of the same performance. Uh, Jason Worth does not look good, but he's hit lefties this year. And that's been one of his long-standing skills is hitting lefties. He gets Jaime Garcia. That's not an ideal matchup. Like, that's a pretty okay pitcher. But he's left-handed. Um, so if you believe in Jason Worth getting Jaime, I think that's fine. It's going to be your third outfield pick. But he, he has still shown it against lefties. But that's kind of the same kind of thing. They're not going to platoon him out. Or they're not going to sub him out, I assume, later in the game. But uh, th- there's that skill there. Um, we have avoided it all podcasts so far. We have to talk about Julio Urias getting the Mets. We have not picked any Mets getting him. I'm sure we'll go to him more uh, when we get to pitchers. But there's only one Met I'm going to consider against Urias because oh, yeah. he's pretty good. Yoenis Cespedes, have you looked? Do you know what he has OPS against lefties this year? I haven't looked. I know it's ridiculous. Uh, pick pick a number. I'm going to say it's around 11.50. Higher. Higher. Uh, 12.75. Higher. Oh, God. 1,400. 1,508 against lefties <laughs> this year. Uh, four of his 15 homers have come against lefties. That's a video game number. It's not going to stay that high, but it's small sample size. But you want to assess for this. Murdering the ball in general has 15 homers. Four of them against lefties. Uh, Julio Urias, who's very talented, and we haven't picked any other Mets, um, is left-handed. And so if you want to take Cespedes against him in his Major League debut... You're obviously not nuts because he's just pounding the ball and pounding lefties. So I think he's an option. Um, but like I said, we didn't pick any other Mets. 
Um, we'll get more to Urias in the uh, in the pitchers, but like I said, got to mention Yoannis and what he's doing there. Um, Ian Desmond isn't quite putting up those numbers, but he has a OPS over a thousand against lefties as well. He's definitely straightened things out in the last month. He gets John Neese. I'm totally fine with that. I assume you are oh, yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. If you want like the right, for sure. yeah, uh, the right-handed Pirates outfielders, Starling Marte and uh, Andrew McCutcheon getting Cole Hamels, also fine. I'm fine with the stack against Hamels. Um, I wrote Marcelo Zuna getting Williams Perez. Marcelo Zuna has kind of been an on-base monster quietly. Uh, he's having a pretty good season down there uh, in Miami. And again, I'm not worried about Williams Perez. Brad, can we talk about Adam Duvall, who has sure. nine homers this year, eight of them coming against righties. He's right-handed, but, you know, he doesn't need to mash on lefties. He's kind of a low-on-base, all-power guy, and he showed power in the minor leagues. He has that pop, and the Reds keep trotting him out there because who else are they going to play in the outfield? Um, he gets Zach Davies. It's a great matchup. Do you like this matchup, and do you like Adam Duvall in general? Yeah, I like the matchup. I like Duvall. He, he's Evan Gaddis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's who he is. You're going to get a lowish average, lowish OBP, a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And when he was with the Giants, that profile really didn't read like a major leaguer because you can't really make that work at AT&T Park. Mm-hmm. But Cincinnati and on the road in Milwaukee, these are parks where that profile plays very well. Yeah, uh, He's a 30-plus homer threat when you're calling those your normal parks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, big fan of Duval. Yep, he already has nine. I don't think he's getting much attention. In your normal, in your regular leagues, kind of a trouble because he doesn't have a lot of support and might not get on base a lot. But in DFS, when you're just looking for, you know, him to run into one every once in a while, that's that's a DFS play. And Zach Davies is not good, so I, I like this a lot. Um, Where do you think you're going in the outfield? I, I rambled some of my favorite <laughs> options, but uh, who else do you like? I, I have my eye on Bryce Harper, and I know it's kind of weird. Because you got the lefty Jaime Garcia, he's mm-hmm. pitched around so much that he's become almost cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I'm looking at him, his price has just come down to very mortal levels. Thirty eight hundred on Fanduel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for who he is. Uh, every day, three home run threat. Uh, he, he, even against the lefty, he still has decent numbers. Obviously, he isn't quite the monster as he is against righties, but mm-hmm. still hits lefties. Uh, the price point, I think, is very attractive. Yeah. Uh, the, the downsides to it here, obviously, you got the lefty. You got a Cardinals bullpen that's pretty strong, too. Yeah. So, But I agree. You can't ignore him at that price, basically. Yeah. And, and you mentioned you can go with a Jason Wirth. Uh, Wilson Ramos is good against lefties. Uh, there's a few nationals you can put together for a unpopular stack that could still be pretty productive. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do you like? I have <laughs> these aren't guys I like so much as uh, the the prices are cheap. Uh, Brandon Drury, Ricky Weeks Jr., and Yasmani Tomas. I like uh, all up against Christian Freeman. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're it's a fine matchup for them. Uh, it's mostly the prices I'm liking. Drury's twenty six hundred. Weeks is twenty four hundred. Uh, they all tend to top that top six in that. Uh, Diamondbacks lineup. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking at run opportunities and a, a good park to work in. I had to go look it up right now. Tomas against lefties this year. Uh, not Cespedes levels, but 12-10 OPS against lefties with four of his six homers against lefties. I like Yasmani Tomas. Uh, not in general. He can be a flawed player. Looks better than last year, but 
doing his damage against lefties. Uh, it gets Christian Friedrich. Problem there might be that Christian Friedrich might only last four innings. Uh, right. And then he gets uh, the Padres bullpen. And if you're worried that much that, it, yeah, the OPS against righties this year only 646. So, I don't know. I like that matchup for him. Not a favorite fantasy option of mine in general, but I don't think you could ignore him against lefties for sure. The other two, I'm a little less high on, uh, but I, I agree with that price. You got to pay attention. Um, how about Matt Kemp getting Robbie Ray? Matt Kemp yep. kind of hit. He's lefties. on my list. He's also very cheap. I think he's under twenty. He's twenty five hundred on Fanduel. Mm-hmm. So that that matchup, that price, Kemp still hits lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll think can say anything bad about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who else you got? Uh, I like. I'm kind of looking at this a couple different ways right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like Michael Saunders. That's what I like. Sure. Uh, this guy who's sneaky power, uh, top of the lineup of the Blue Jays more often than not, just uh, kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, we thought he might be do, do this last year, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hurt most of the time. That's who he is as a player. He's often hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's coming along this year. He's aiming for a ton of power. Uh, I think he could ambush Joe Kelly, uh, someone who tries to get ahead in the count with early count fastballs, and Saunders doesn't really let those go by. Sure. So I think we can see a good matchup there in just the way they approach their uh, respective uh, at-bats. And and bad Joe Kelly was a little while ago, but I think still in people's memories. Michael Saunders is interesting. In 2012, 19 homers and 21 steals, and I think he's been, like, everybody's favorite sleeper since then. Everyone's like, yeah, like, there's Michael Saunders potential. Still, despite this hot year, only a 703 OPS. Like, yeah. he struggles. He hasn't stolen a base yet this year. Um, yeah, so he's he has, not a runner anymore. Yeah, as power and speed potential. It's a good lineup to be in. They put him in good places. So, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely I'm in right now. Uh, not sure you can hit lefties, but against Joe Kelly, I think that's just fine. Um, do you like Lorenzo Cain getting Miguel Gonzalez? Yeah, I like I like that matchup for him. Yeah, Are there... uh, <laughs> Miguel Gonzalez is always someone I'm looking to exploit. Uh, the game being in Kansas City, even if it's not rained out, it's just such a large park that mm-hmm. uh, it does tend to favor Gonzalez. I, I kind of saw Kansas as one of the places that he might sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's a park that makes sense for him. Yeah. Is there anything to do with any other Royals outfielders? Even Gerard Dyson isn't doing much, right? No. Dyson's not doing enough. Yeah. Um, no. No, not really. Again, all of a sudden that <laughs> Royals, team. The Royals lineup are like Eric Hosmer, and that's about it for me. You know, they're, they're not doing well, and they're not that far out of the AL Central anyway. It's an interesting uh, they, division. It's an interesting division. They could hop back into it anytime. Yeah. Um, I still Everyone's like... happy to rank them off, saying, oh, it was a fluke after all. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, can, they can come back. If you want that Tiger stack, uh, J.D. Brantina is getting Shamanaya is the obvious one, because he's been hitting this year. Justin Upton has liked lefties in the past. Yes, he looks bad this year. Uh, but I don't think you'd be crazy for trying to take an underrated guy there. Um, that would be an option. Um, and then that's about it for me. George Springer had two homers on Thursday against Matt Shoemaker. I'll take anybody who can hit against Matt yeah. Shoemaker. I think George Springer would be fine there. Um, and I wrote Colby Rasmus as well, because, again, it's Matt Shoemaker would be fine. Um, do you have any outfielders we didn't mention? I like Chris Davis. 
the Chris with, with a K. K. With a K, sure. Getting Michael yeah. Fulmer. I already mentioned the other Chris. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, liking Chris Davis's. Uh, Davis gets Fulmer today, and I see that as a pitcher that he can ambush. Uh, he's got more than enough power to get out of Oakland anytime he wants. Mm-hmm. And he has. He's one of the best power hitters in the league right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he's been... He's a, yeah, another low on base guy that's running into plenty. He has thirty plus pop for sure. Yeah, um, he, he's like Evan Gaddis's ceiling, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try and tackle the bunch of pitcher options on this day. Um, like sure. we said, Joe Kelly and Aaron Sanchez, both talented guys who just have really tough matchups. I think. Yeah. If you want cancels out, you got to think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I see going with them in a GPP. They both yeah. have potential to reel off a 50-plus point yeah. uh, game for FanDuel. Yep. Is, uh, there, uh, is, there, there too. is there any analysis to Max Scherzer getting the Cardinals other than if you want to pay for it, go for it? Yeah, it, you know, it's with, with Scherzer, you, you, you've seen the 20 strikeouts, and now that you, you've seen it, you can always say, I want another shot at it. Sure. And that that's what you're paying for. It's another shot at 20 strikeouts. Yeah. He seems to be back on top of his stuff. Uh, a little earlier this year, he was a little shaky. Uh, definitely the top pitcher of the day. Uh, the matchup isn't an easy one by any measure. The Cardinals are tough top to bottom. Uh, no real stars, but no easy outs either. So mm-hmm. could could be one of those games where he throws seven innings, six strikeouts, three runs, and you're left pretty disappointed. Sure. Um, I like the opposite side of it, too. Jaime Garcia getting the yeah. Nationals. The Nationals don't scare me that much. Yeah, and that's part of what takes away from the Scherzer matchup is it's not an automatic win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garcia can go pitch by pitch uh, with him. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously not the same talent level, but he has his days when he's up there. Yep. And not as many strikeouts, so not the same upside by any means, but still definitely interesting pitcher and the matchup's okay. Um, all right, like I said, we got to talk about Julio Urias getting the Mets. Other than you want to Cespedes, it's an okay matchup. Uh, they're not overwhelming against lefties. This kid, 19 years old, crazy talented. They've been talking about him forever. I'm surprised they're giving him a start because they talked about using him in the bullpen, but the Dodgers should yeah, be going I'm glad for they it. Are. It's, yeah. it's, it's I mean, the right move. I, it, yeah. They're talking about putting him in the bullpen. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, train him as a starter. Let him be a starter. You're going to need you know, six, eight starts from Randos. Anyhow, he might as well use uh, Urias and take mm-hmm. advantage of his talent now. Yeah. Uh, later, you'll have you and McCarthy back. You won't have to worry about that as much. Yep. He had a great scoreless streak going in the minor leagues. Everybody knows he's super talented. Uh, nobody knows what's going to happen in your major league debut, especially at 19. Um, <laughs> has a bunch of talent though. So talking about DFS just for Friday in this case, what you, what do you think? I know he's a giant question mark. Is this so, a, an option? It's definitely an option. Yeah. Uh, so he's 6,900 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. It's a cheap price. You can work a lot around that. There's big, big drawbacks here. Okay. He, he's capped at six innings. He's capped at about 80 pitches. Can get to 80 pitches well before six innings. Have they said uh, that? Are you? Is that th- this is his minor league oh, work okay. schedule? And based on everything I've seen, I don't anticipate them changing this at all. Right. Uh, they're going to handle him very carefully. They're getting a spot start out of him basically, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be looking to break him <laughs> at this point. Uh, just a, a little taste of the majors and yeah. nothing more than that. 
so you're looking at not a long outing from him, uh, even if they extend the leash a little bit to, say, 90, 95 pitches. Uh, they're not going to go beyond that. I can pretty much guarantee it. Yeah. And then beyond that, he's – we talk about his talent. He's a little bit undersized, and borrowing from Eric Longenhagen's scouting report up on fan graphs, uh, he'll get wild within the zone. Mm -hmm. uh, so he doesn't really walk guys, but he can lose his feel for working on the edges. And that's something that gets exploited in the majors. Yeah. Uh, you, you, can, you can blow a triple-A hitter away with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball down the middle, but in the majors, you don't suspect it's going to put that in the upper deck. Yeah. So there, there is that risk, especially when you add in nerves with a debut. Uh, could lose fineness of his uh, location and therefore get bounded a little. He's also so, opposite. Risks. Yeah, also opposite Jacob deGrom, who maybe hasn't yeah. been what, you know, some have hoped, but pretty darn good, and I don't know that the Dodgers are going to blow him up. You know, you're not expecting yeah. a ton of run support there. I think Jacob deGrom's an option. Uh, the Dodgers yeah, but, have been a little bit beat up. The, the bottom line with your eyes, I could, like, the ceiling's something like six innings and ten strikeouts, mm -hmm. and I could, I could see him doing that and still getting a no decision. Yeah. Uh, so, and without the win, at least in FanDuel, that's pretty painful. Yeah, uh, draft games you can put up with that a little more, but uh, it's just, especially in these full day slates. I want somebody who can give me eight or nine innings sometimes. Yeah, uh, that, that upside, and that's why I would look at a Scherzer or a Garcia or Joe Kelly even. Yeah, because uh, they will pitch deep in the game sometimes. Yep. Um, Degrom again is bad, quote unquote bad as he's been this year. Three oh seven ERA, one two four WHIP. Yeah. Like, if that's bad yeah, he, to Grom, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, so, if you want a little more upside, uh, I think the matchup to look at might be Tanaka at Chris Archer in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Two lineups who aren't hitting that great. I mean, it stinks they're opposite each other, but I don't think the matchup's bad for either of them, other than no. pitching against each other. Uh, Archer's straightening things out a little bit. The Yankees are not scary, uh, especially in Tampa Bay. And Tanaka's been... A lone bright stop, bright spot for uh, the Yankees. I feel like, and the Rays can't hit righties. Um, are you fine with either of those? Yeah, as I mentioned, I like guys who can toss you a complete game, and these guys can do that. They can yeah. take control of a game and run it all the way to the end. Yeah, I'm. I, I think Archer's a little bit better of a pitcher, and I think Tanaka has a yeah. little bit better of a matchup. So, kind of, <laughs> that might not be helpful. Uh, but mm -hmm. that's it for me. Um, I gotta mention Trevor Bauer because he gets the Orioles. The Orioles just set—I forget the specifics—but some sort of record for strikeouts in a three-game series in Houston. Uh, <laughs> the point is they whiff, they whiff, yes. and Trevor Bauer knows how to get strikeouts. And so I don't know how deep he's gonna go. Um, and there's definitely downside there because the Orioles can whiff, but they can also hit. Um, but yeah. if they're hitting, if they're whiffing more than hitting, which is something that can happen, there's upside there for Trevor Bauer. Uh, there's strikeout upside. The, the Orioles are swinging a lot now. Um, I think that's a GP play, GPP play for sure. Uh, is Bauer a guy you would even consider? Uh, he's not for me. <laughs> I'll yeah. say that. Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head of, with the, uh, the length of his outing. I just don't see him really getting beyond six innings. Mm -hmm. Uh, if, I'm looking at a six-inning guy. It's probably Urias or Robbie Ray. Mm -hmm. uh, I like their matchups more. Uh, even though Bauer can get their strikeouts against the Orioles, they also have quite a bit of thump in that lineup. Sure. It's, it's a risky one. 
It's there's, a risk. There's one too sure. many ways for it to go wrong, in my opinion. That's very fair. I'm a lord in a GPP. Uh, Brad is less in on it, and that's yeah, <laughs> that's I totally get it for sure. I like Bauer more than most. Uh, Brad, who else do you like at pitcher? Where do you think you might be going? So I mentioned Ray. He's up against right. the Padres. Uh, Ray's got good strikeout stuff. He's wild. Uh, that's that's basically the the analysis <laughs> to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get a strikeout inning or better even, and there's uh, a grab bag of potential alternatives beyond that. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a six seven inning one run outing. Could turn in four runs in four innings. So yeah, I, I, risk and reward. I like the Padres facing lefties more than I like the Padres yeah, facing they're, righties. They're a normal lineup against lefties. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not saying a lot, saying it like a more against lefties than righties, but uh, they, they strike out still. They're like the third highest strikeout rate, so. Yeah, I, I think there's still plenty of upside there. Uh, who else do you like? Uh, Adam Conley, I think, is the last guy I'll mention. Uh, he's got the Braves matchup. Mm-hmm. And Conley also, guy who's wild a lot, mm-hmm. uh, coming off a seven walk outing against the Nationals, I believe, and uh, a couple four walk outings back yeah. there, too. Uh, so. Uh, he he has his days when he's just not hitting spots, and when he's on, he turns in good outings. So they'll let him go seven plus innings, and the Braves have a way of rolling over. So yes. you know, there's and there's so definitely upside and outside here. They're so left-handed. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Flowers and Jeff Francoeur and Gordon Beckham as sneaky guys who can maybe hit some lefties, but like that's stretching their upside. I'm not that worried about it, you know. <laughs> Could they run into one? Sure, but I think Adam Conley is a cheap guy. He can go fine. Um, I picked a lot of Pirates getting Cole Hamels just because the matches are fine. He's still Cole Hamels. He can still turn in good outings. So yeah. I could see that going either way. I don't think he'd be crazy if you wanted to go with Hamels there in general. Um, I'm mentioning Miguel Gonzalez only because he just faced Kansas City, and he went six innings, two runs, eight strikeouts, and they're kind of broken. Do I think Miguel yeah. Gonzalez is good? Not really. But I also don't think the uh, the Royals are hitting. So if you want to go real cheap there and try and either pair him with a Scherzer or just go crazy on hitters, you can, you know, but but it's not exciting. Um, and then I think Felix Hernandez getting the Twins. Felix Hernandez is not the same pitcher, but still a good pitcher, and the Twins don't really hit. Uh, you got to be okay with that, right? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. My reservation is he's eleven hundred on or eleven thousand on FanDuel and mm. that's the most expensive pitcher. Yeah. Uh, hundred more than Max Scherzer, and I, I I can't justify that. No. He still has the, the Felix name going with him a little bit. Uh yeah. when he's not the same pitcher. I, again I think he'll be fine in this matchup. Um the only other name I might even mention, do you believe in Michael Fulmer at all, getting the ace? Or Michael Fulmer in general? <laughs> So, someone asked me about that on today's Daily Grind, and I won't say I don't believe in it at all. Mm-hmm. There's a, a chance that he turns in another outing like last time, which was seven innings, 11 strikeouts, and a win. Yeah. And that's, you're going to be very happy with that when it happens. Yeah. Uh, there's just, he, he, he's not going to be someone who consistently does that, at least not yet. And so there's a lot of risk, a lot more downside than upside. Yeah. Uh, if this were Thursday's matchup with so few games and you were like, oh, going yeah. with that was there, it would have been great. <laughs> but on Friday, there's so many options. There's so many, you know, places I'm more intrigued with. Fulmer's fine, but, but not at the top of my list. Um, as for Matt and I picking Field of Streams pitchers, there's a bunch of these guys who are eligible. I'm going with Conley as the safe guy, getting Atlanta. 
Um, Matt is taking Matt Fires, Mike Fires, pardon me, pardon me getting uh, the Angels just because the Angels aren't great, but I could see Fires doing that. Okay. Um, Brad, let's take a peek at the weekend. On Saturday, looks like it's going to be the return of you, Darvish, getting the Pirates. I think that's yep. the big fantasy news for the weekend. Um, the Pirates aren't that scary if you want to go DFS-wise. There's strikeouts there. Obviously, getting a guy in his return is iffy. Not not a favorite place to go, but I think that would be okay as well. Um, Matt and I both are picking Wade Miley getting the Twins. Uh, they can hit lefties a little bit, but it's in Seattle. And uh, trying to believe in him there for our picks. Um, anything on Saturday jump out to you on the schedule? Uh, you mentioned the... Archer Tanaka matchup today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in this uh, Michael Pineda Matt Moore matchup tomorrow. Sure, it's, uh, they're they're both not pitching well ERA wise, uh, but there's a little bit to like in the peripherals for both of them. Mm-hmm. And neither of those lineups are particularly scary. Uh, the Rays don't hit righties that well. The Yankees don't hit lefties that well. The games in Tampa Bay yeah. uh, can turn into a surprise pitcher school. That's yeah, that's not a bad one either. Also, Rick Porcello getting Marcus Stroman is halfway interesting, and Kenta Maeda get Noah Syndergaard should be fun too. So some fun matchups on Saturday, and then on Sunday, uh, at least streaming wise, is a little less interesting. Um, Matt's taking Nate Diavaldi getting the Rays, who again can't hit lefties. I'm taking Nick Tropiano, who has somehow kept runs off the board. He's getting Houston. I'm hoping the broken Houston lineup shows up, not the thumping one. <laughs> Uh, but it's a tough streaming day. The The other fun matchup is Bartolo Colon facing off against Clayton Kershaw, I suppose, on Sunday Night Baseball. Um, but did anything else uh, look good to you on Sunday? You're, you're going to be out of town, uh, so no yeah. baseball for you. Yeah, um, no baseball for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like Jimmy Nelson, though, against the Reds. I think that's a matchup that works for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can you know, give you... Six innings, two to three runs, good shot at a win against Brandon Finnegan. Sure. And, you know, it, it's not something that's going to heal your ratios or anything, but anytime you can go after what looks like an easy win, it's worth it. Yep. I think I am also contractually obligated to mention Rich Hill is getting a start on yes. Sunday because I am fully on the Rich Hill train. He gets the Tigers. Mike which, <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible matchup against the Tigers, but on April 26th, he had that matchup in Detroit. He went seven innings, four runs, four walks, sorry, pardon me, seven innings, four hits, no no walks, no runs, eight strikeouts. When he's on, the matchup doesn't matter. He's going to be fine. So uh, I, I don't know that he's going to be on, but if he is, he, he can handle this team. So, um, yeah, so that's a quick preview of the weekend. Uh, Brad, as I mentioned, you're out of town this weekend. Going camping? Yeah, I'm going camping with uh, some of my friends from Atlanta. Uh, we're trying to meet up with them once or twice a year for a little camping trip, and this time we're going to South Carolina. Well, that sounds pretty fun. I was thinking about going camping this weekend because I have a few days off, but it's about the worst weekend to go camping of the year. So I hope you found a, a good private uh, campsite or something fun. I'm definitely yeah, jealous. yeah, it's not too bad of a site. It's uh, near a lake, and uh, it's not too crowded of a loop or anything. That'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, it should uh, be a good time. As a result, I'm going to do my best to uh, pinch it for you on the Daily Grind on Saturday and Monday. While you're out of town, I'm going to fill in, write up uh, some previews for Saturday and Monday. Brad's handing me the keys while he goes camping. Uh, and and so I'll, I'll be looking at those uh, for Saturday and Monday. Should be fun. Um, Brad, you got anything else before we get out of here? I think that covers it. That should do it for us. So tons of options here for tonight. 
for uh, for Friday. A lot going on. Uh, hopefully we're helpful. Um, Brad is on Twitter at baseball a team. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Also tweet at Matt because Matt told us uh, for Thursday's show that today Friday at work he's in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich eating contest, and I told him it's something to do with work and some morale thing. I don't know, but I was like, I want to get pictures. So tweet at Matt, uh, ask him how the contest went because I want to know. I want to see what's going on in his office. <laughs> um, that's what he's doing. Uh, Matt and I will be back on Monday. Uh, on the holiday, we'll still have an episode for you because baseball is still going on. Um, yeah, that should do it for us. Brad, ha- have a good weekend. Enjoy your camping trip. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.